listeners, welcome to the Ringmasters Podcast, Central Michigan Life's wrestling podcast. I am Grant LaFave, joined as always by my colleague Jameson Galloway. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably just got through with the ultimate throw line, WrestleMania on Sunday, uh, the following Raw, infamous uh, post-WrestleMania Raw and post-WrestleMania SmackDown Live on Tuesday. And we're here to break all that down and give you a recap and talk to you about the many, many, many goings-on in WWE now that things are happening. Jameson, how was the ultimate thrill ride? It was great, but it's ended. I thought I, th- I thought it's still going on. It, no, it's over. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it feels like it's still going on. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. It was uh, a lot of wrestling, but it's a lot of good wrestling. I'm not complaining. Usually, there's times with these uh, pay per views, Raw and SmackDown, where it's like, man, that's just too much. But uh, I thought this was the right amount. It got to the point where SmackDown on Tuesday was. Uh, it was like, okay, this is this is coming to an end. It's starting to wind down a little bit. Raw after Mania was awesome, like always. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I am officially an adult. Officially an adult. Um, nothing you have nothing to look forward to the yeah, rest of your life. By that I mean I'm twenty one. Uh, but yeah, no. All the the game has been unlocked for me. There's nothing else to look forward to. Yeah. So might as well keep watching uh, wrestling. I've heard that like, car insurance goes down when you turn twenty five, so Hey, there you there go. You, go. you got yeah. something. You know, AARP should be contacting me pretty soon too. <laughs> right. So that's that's something right. to look forward yeah. to. <laughs> but anywho, um, in the two years that have passed since this weekend started, uh, we had WrestleMania, a very very good WrestleMania. I thought much better than last year. Um, rivaling 31 is one of my favorites in recent memory. Um, a really phenomenal card. Uh, let's just talk about it. Yeah. It went from 5 Dive p.m. In. until midnight. Seven hours. Uh, it went after midnight, so a little over seven hours. Yeah. A little over seven hours. That's a full day. And then we had three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown yep. and change. So what's what's the math there? That's an entire day. <laughs> it's an, exactly. It's a, it's a little over uh, just a full day of wrestling. Yes, but fortunately, we got things started off on a pretty good note. We had the kickoff match for the Cruiserweight Championship, Neville versus Austin Aries. Uh, well, the crowd was just coming in. The sun was still shining, which is weird for me. WrestleMania yeah. is always an outdoor stadium now. And uh, the wind was blowing. And the, I want to get into this. The wind was tossing everybody's hair. <laughs> and whenever somebody go over to the top rope, you could see it blowing. It looked awesome. It made yeah. it look like the part in a movie when it's the, the final scene and they're fighting on top of a building. Every single match looked like that. Yeah, the the women the women were having a little trouble with it. I think I don't think they were big fans, but uh, I don't think anybody was a big no, fan. Neville, and it was hot. Neville, Seth Rollins, yeah, all the long haired people didn't enjoy that. I don't think. Yeah, no way. But uh, pretty good opening match. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Definitely one of the stronger showings so far of the cruiserweights. Um, it was good back and forth until Neville targeted the injured eye socket of Austin Aries and uh, then was able to hit the red arrow, which is the first time he's done that in a little while because he only breaks that out for uh, special occasions and special opponents. So great title defense from Neville to start the show off. Yeah, that was a strong start. That was a, that was a match everybody thought could uh, tear the house down, and uh, they started with it. It's unfortunate that match didn't get the, uh, the actual card, but, um, yeah, I had no issues with that match at all. It was a good start, and uh, after that match was over, I was ready to go. I was ready for a full show. Yeah, that was a great opening match. They didn't burn you out. They didn't do too much. They uh, just did a lot of exciting, good cruiserweight stuff. So, And then they continued a little bit of that on Monday as well, which I was really uh, pleasantly surprised at, to say the least. I thought it was going to get overshadowed by all the returns and whatnot, but they made sure to make time for it. So, good stuff. Work in progress, still. Um, then we had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, this was one of the most bizarre Memorial Battle Royals I've seen in a bit. Um, Big Show and Strowman got eliminated almost immediately. It took everybody. 
but yeah. they were both, both eliminated within a few minutes. The two favorites. Yeah, um, this turned into the uh, the Rob Gronkowski show um, <laughs> at this point. And I know you're, you're not a huge football fan, so did you... I knew who... I know Gronk Okay, is. okay, and you knew Gronk. Was you, were you, like, hyped for it or no I, pun intended? I texted you because we were both yeah. watching at the same time. I just said, are you kidding me? <laughs> So was this like as as a not a huge football fan? Was this like fun? Did you enjoy this, or was it like what is this guy doing? And you know what? I thought it was fun. Okay, good because uh, I loved it. Yeah, as a as a big football fan, Gronk's just if if you know anything about Gronk, he's uh, he's a party animal, and this guy is just entertaining everywhere he's at. So I loved it. I, I the only thing I don't like about it, it's a little bit overshadowing Mojo Rawley winning. I mean, it uh, it's pretty much just about Gronk, you know. And I mean. I'm fine with that because if Mojo Raleigh had just won, what would the reaction have been? Right. Pro- no, yeah. Probably wouldn't have been or possibly no, it, even negative. It made it. It made it. And um, interesting fact, he had to he had to get that cleared with the New England Patriots for him to participate in, in WrestleMania. He really? had to ask permission, yes, and obviously they gave it to him. But, uh, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, he's, he's been injury prone. If, if, if football fans are out there, they know that uh, this guy uh, cannot stay healthy. He can't make it through a full season. So for him to be in a ring... <laughs> A barreling over Jinder Mahal with his injured shoulder. Probably a little concern if you're a Patriots fan there. But, hey, he made it out alive, and uh, he was the star for a while there. ESPN loved this. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, if you're going to give Mojo Raleigh the rub, because he's a former football player himself, uh, use another football player. Uh, this is a fun celebrity spot, and, yeah, we can complain about Strowman and show not winning and this probably being show's last mania and him not getting to the Shaq match, but... You know what? This was fun. And and not only uh, any football player, I would say Rob Gronkowski is probably top five most popular players in the NFL. So, I mean, this is a pretty big get for WWE to get him inside the ring at WrestleMania. This was the this was a time where my buddies, who aren't wrestling fans, but they sat down and watched WrestleMania. It was the pre-show, so they weren't really ready to watch it. And I'm like, hey, Gronk's, Gronk's on the TV. Like, what? Gronk? No way. And uh, they loved that. So that was a good uh, a good way to get the casual fan or, uh, you know, the, the people that don't usually watch wrestling to get involved early. Yeah, perfect kickoff show material yep. right there. It's great stuff. Uh, speaking of the opposite of that, we had a kickoff match for the IC title. It was Baron Corbin challenging Dean Ambrose. This match was the runs. I didn't really get anything out of it one way or the other. Why wasn't the street fight at WrestleMania? Right? They should have done that. Which, okay, what I thought was going to happen, because Dean Ambrose had a match with Brock Lesnar, and according to the whispers in the wind, um, uh, apparently it didn't go the way he thought it was going to, because Brock didn't want to do the memorable hardcore match um, that he had in mind. This is all just rumors, of course, but Dean Ambrose has basically confirmed himself. He wanted to do a more extreme match with Brock last year, but it ended up being pretty disappointing, so I figured, hey, Maybe he's going to take this opportunity to do that. And maybe not in a hardcore match, but maybe have something crazy and stupid and memorable with Baron Corbin. But they just had the most house show match you could imagine at WrestleMania. And then they had a really exciting match the following SmackDown. Yeah, They SmackDown, got it all turned around. It was awesome. Yeah, I loved the match on SmackDown. They had everything in good spots. That should have been the match at WrestleMania. It really should have. Blows my mind. But yeah, that uh, the crowd, it, it killed the crowd too. Uh, Gronk woke up the crowd, and then they put him back to sleep. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, not not a great uh, not a great end of the kickoff show match, but um, uh, officially on the WrestleMania card we had AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Uh, Jameson, I'm really curious to hear what you thought of this match. This was, if I had to pick, probably my favorite match of the night. Really, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. I absolutely loved it. Um, for a 47 year old guy and Shane McMahon to, I mean, he he went with AJ Styles, the best wrestler. In the world right now, you'd argue 
this this match had everything. It had the the coast to coast. It had jumping onto tables. Um, I loved it, and the worry was: is Shane McMahon going to look you know out of place in the ring with AJ Styles? And I don't think he was at all. I think he um, he came to the moment and uh, he lived it up, man. It was I, I loved it. I thought when that match was over, I thought, man, that match had everything. It had uh, Mike Kyoto getting kicked in the face. It just I enjoyed it, and I don't think there was a better match the rest of the night, in my opinion. Really? I'm yeah. going to disagree with you later, very soon. Good. But I did really enjoy this. Yeah. I was worried when they just said, it's just going to be a match, because I just said a match is one of the worst things, one of the worst uses for Shane McMahon. But God bless AJ Styles. Um, he worked hard. Shane McMahon worked hard. And uh, Shane McMahon has always been an athlete. He could always secretly go, and he gets a lot of pro wrestling, but he's just never been trained as formally. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have near the level of uh, acumen or experience as AJ. But yeah, he uh, he came there ready to work, and uh, they told a pretty good story. They did the elbow through the table, the leap yeah. of faith. They did the drop kicks. Um, the triangle choke into the one arm Styles clash that was, was an awesome. awesome spot. It really was. They had that perfect. That was that was wonderful, and I pop. That was one of my first just loud pops of the night yeah. in my living room. But really, uh, really good stuff. And um, Styles went over, and then they uh, did a follow up segment on SmackDown that I really liked. Yeah, so shook hands, and uh, this yeah. went way better than I thought it was going to. So <laughs> I'm I'm pleasantly surprised, and I was. It felt like it belonged on the show. So oh, definitely. I, uh, I definitely enjoyed it, but I think there was, I thought there was better work to come. Okay, so. okay. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. All right, so coming up next, we have Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho for the United States Championship. Uh, this is their grudge match. They've been the best part of Raw, or one of the best parts of Raw. We always say anything we like is the best part of Raw, but they've actually been two of the consistently most entertaining people, especially Chris Jericho in his latest run as this heel turned babyface and this awesome, very personal feud between these former best friends. A very good match. I sort of thought it would be a little bit more than what it was. Uh, I don't mean to sound just like I didn't appreciate it or anything, but it was very good, but I don't think it quite crossed the line into being as brutal as I thought it was going to be or uh, quite as... I don't notable is not the right word, but can you can do you yeah. kind of know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think as great as this buildup was, and months and months of buildup, I think it was going to be hard for this match to exceed how great that was, because the the feud I mean was so long, and, and the friendship was so long turning into the feud. I think it would have been tough for these guys to just you know have a match that makes uh, all of that worth it, because it was so great. The buildup was awesome. I mean, they did it perfectly, but um, I think the match did its job. I think it did what it needed to do. Uh, again, the, the power bomb uh, on the ring apron finished Jericho off, um, and then they used Owens' tip of his finger when he kicked out. They're using that in the in in, in Raw. They did so. I, I enjoyed the match. I had no complaints. Um, but I do get what you're saying. It felt like it needed to be a little bit more. I just don't know how they could have done it. Yeah, you're just sort of waiting for it to go into fifth gear, right? And they just sort of did. But there were a lot of really good moments. The pop up power bomb into the code breaker. Uh, Owens trying to tap out Jericho with his own move. Uh, that was really great. And then he finished him with the only thing he can finish him with, which is the powerbomb onto the ring apron, which takes out everybody. So very good work. And now we've got Owens as the United States champion. And Jericho possibly, uh, we'll probably see him again at payback. But uh, either way, he's got a Fozzie tour coming up. So it was a heck of a send-off for him. We'll be in attendance at the Fozzie tour, right? <laughs> Will we? 
I hope so. I need to listen to Fozzie. <laughs> Wait, we brought this up a while ago, and I still haven't listened to it. That's all right. You'll get it. Get it on your iTunes. <laughs> get it on my iTunes. Get it on my LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get. Jeez. Yeah. I'll, uh, Allegedly. Yeah, I'll get that. Uh, <clears throat> you my, want viruses? My, uh, <clears throat> iTunes right away. Yeah. But. Anywho, we had the Fatal Four Way Elimination Match for the Raw Women's Championship. It is Bailey, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, and Charlotte. So this was a pretty good story. Uh, I enjoyed this match as well. I thought it should have been a singles match all along, especially since the main story ended up being Billy versus Charlotte again. But I thought it was very solid work. Yeah, it really, it really was. I was, I was shocked that Bailey retained the title. I did not expect that at all. I, I kind of had the feeling going into the match that you know what, this is probably going to turn into a Charlotte versus Sasha one on one at the end of the day, and they're going to fight for the title again. Um, that obviously didn't happen, but uh, Bailey retains. And um, definitely, it, it it brings something to her character. We've we've been saying for the last month or so she's lacking something, and it's just not there since she's been brought up. But I guess having her retain the title at WrestleMania, the ultimate thrill ride, uh, I, I I like it. I think that actually brings something. That maybe Bailey is supposed to be here, and obviously the people backstage have faith in her. So maybe we should too. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen her first title win be at Mania. That would have been because cool that too. that seems special and right. But they're at least they tried to do that was the one thing that hurt the match for me, just the lower drama because of she was already the champion. And then they did the turnbuckle pad spot, which they didn't leave nearly enough time for. And it was the most important part of the match when she loosened the turnbuckle pad, uh, but couldn't get it completely off. And it led to two pinfalls. And I like the story there, how Charlotte ended up screwing herself over because she tried to cheat earlier, even though she was able to beat Sasha. And then Bailey was already caught up in the ropes and got that Randy Savage elbow, which I liked. Yeah. But it was hurt a little bit by those two things. But overall, um, fantastic match. I'm glad we get this kind of wrestling on WrestleMania now. So, Yeah, it was era. good stuff. It was good stuff. Yeah, excellent. So uh, we had, this was my favorite match of the night. We had the ladder match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. This was my favorite moment of the night. I'm not going to say my favorite match, but it was the, my favorite moment by far was, uh, was the Hardys coming out um, in shock. We didn't, we didn't expect it. Or did we? The cr- I expected it a little <laughs> okay. bit. The crowd was so hot for this. Yeah. They were doing the delete yep. as the New Day was announcing, and I just thought to myself, if the New Day just says, hey, we're inserting ourselves into this <laughs> match, this they're going to throw trash into the ring. It's going to be like WCW. Yep. <laughs> but they didn't, thank goodness, and it was this excellent match. Um, the Hardys are still insane. Uh, they actually just had a ladder match the previous night, which was off the wall crazy. But they came in. Uh, they did all their signature spots. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus were great, too. Enzo didn't hurt himself seriously, so that's good. And they had this awesome match, ended with the dive through. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro were propped up, and then they grabbed the titles, and they did not waste any time making them important people on the show. They immediately came back and are now the champs. So fantastic awesome. stuff. It really was. It was. That was a great moment. Love to see them. Uh, they're over, man. And who would have thought back uh, when the Hardys were in – WWE, um, you know, a decade ago, that Matt Hardy at one point would be more over than Jeff Hardy because I feel like that's what it is right now. And back then, you would have never thought that. Yeah, and in the in, in the in between years, in the TNA years, especially, uh, just this crazy idea they came up with, and they completely reinvented themselves. So these people are geniuses. Yeah, seriously. And I hope that, that's they don't need to. Uh, WWE doesn't need to touch that. Just let them keep doing what they're doing, and. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll go from there. You know? Yeah, just uh, keep letting them be special in uh, in the way that they now choose to be. So just 
completely great stuff. Just one of those instances of it feels like a good WrestleMania moment where they actually did everything right. Just don't even, don't mess around and make them win the titles at Payback. Just do it at Mania. Just do it. Every once in a while, you just have to. So, wow, that was great stuff. So, one of my favorite moments of the night is coming up next. It is, now hear me out, it is John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Um, this was a house show match, but I was so entertained by how into The Miz the crowd was, and he played up every second of it. Yes, he did. I was laughing the entire time. That that part was great. This, this match was... Uh, you call it a house show match. This match was for uh, people that watch Total Divas or Total Bellas, the fans of those shows, and don't really watch wrestling. Um, that's how I felt this match was for. Yeah, Miz, Miz, Miz had the crowd right in the palm of his hand, just like he did on Tuesday. Um, but, of course, Cena and Nikki go over. And call me an idiot, but I don't, I don't look at rumors. As you know, I don't like anything spoiled. I just... Do this podcast and uh, watch wrestling for what it is. I don't look up anything other than that. <laughs> but I did not actually see the proposal coming before the match. Obviously, once they ended the match, you said, oh, wow, this is about to happen. I, I didn't know this was coming, and it was uh, quite the shock. But you look back at the storyline and how Maurice just kept throwing her ring in Nikki's face. You're like, oh, okay, they were they were leading up that to that the entire time. Did you see that, or were you a little... The build to it was phenomenal just the build like in terms of like hey i think your relationship is something that it's not it's phony and doing the impersonations and showing off her own wedding ring plus them hitting their stereo finishers on the miz and maurice proving themselves to be the power couple um i thought it was very well built so that i don't know if i would have called it a while ago but coming into the match i was certain that that was going to happen the, the, you were you were 100 sure there was going to be a proposal I, yeah I, okay. I, after a while i don't know what it was exactly because i tried to stay away from the rumors even though it came up on the today show episode of course somebody asked john cena about it grant's an avid today show listener uh, apparently this is like wrestling somehow made me watch the today show <laughs> It's completely backwards. Or not, not backwards, just not right at all. But <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange. But by the time they did it, I fully expected it. And it was wonderful. And it was a great example of uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella giving the crowd a good heartwarming moment. Uh, even though they were getting booed. Even though they are getting the booed. It was a good, uh, good send-off because uh, we won't be seeing Nikki for a little while now, according to some news. And we probably won't be seeing John Cena for a little while, according to some other news. But So everything that Miz said, Bill... Building up to this match was true. Yeah, because the Miz is the best character on the yeah, show. But he, really is. he he came out and they understood what the crowd wanted perfectly, and they played to it, and that's good entertainment. It might not have been any sort of star ranked match at all, but no. it was good sports entertainment. It was, and that's exactly. I, I think the uh, casual fan or those people that were tuning in that just watched Total Bellas or Total Divas, they were probably uh, really enjoying that. So. Definitely. So, coming up next, we have the non-sanctioned match, or the hold harmless match, sorry, between Seth Rollins and Triple H. Uh, Triple H came out riding a tricycle this <laughs> is with a police escort, and Stephanie McMahon and uh, Seth Rollins came out wearing gold with a torch that lit up the ramp. Very cool effect. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that. There were some really bad special effects later on that night, but that was well executed. The match was 26 minutes, and it was good. But it it was good, and I'm glad. I don't. I, I mean this in the best possible way, but I'm glad it's over now. <laughs> that 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 match was uh, to put it in one word. I would say slow. 
It was a slow match. It was um, I didn't hate it. I, I I enjoyed the match. It was just times in the middle where it just took a while to get to where they were going, um, and I don't know what hour or or where the time we were at here when this match started, but we had been watching wrestling for a good couple hours at this point or a few hours. Um, so it's just kind of dragging on at this point. Um, but the ending was great. I loved the ending. I loved how they finished the match. It just took a while to get there. Stephanie going through the table and, uh, Triple H almost first, almost punching his wife in the face on accident, uh, was crazy. And then she goes through the table was, was awesome. It was a great ending to that match. So uh, it all came together just a little, little slow at times, but uh, I, I did enjoy, enjoy it. It all came together at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Triple H uh, does like to work these long melodramatic yeah. matches, which are good, but on on a show this long, there's really no place for them. Right. If I can put that, I can put it that way. It's sort of like it's a much better match than he had with Roman Reigns last year, but it's the same sort of problem. That's why I liked the Dean Ambrose versus Triple H because it was just Ambrose targeting his leg and then throwing himself through a table. It was very unconventional, whereas he likes to do these matches that are very, uh, very methodical, very scientific. Because he can, he he has the uh, unlimited time limit for any match that he will ever be in. Right, but it's not always what works. But I right. feel that this one really did, and uh, now Seth Rollins is on to uh, bigger and better stuff, and the Authority is off the show for a week. I was so happy. <laughs> But might be longer than a week. Uh, hopefully, we might we might not see them for a while. But I, I want at least two weeks without authority because this the raw was awesome, and we'll get into it here pretty quick. We we're coming in on the closing stretch. We had the WWE Championship match: Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. This might have been my least favorite thing on the entire show. Every single aspect of it, I didn't like. See, it's getting a lot of heat. Uh, I have seen a lot of people uh, um, not happy with this match. I, I didn't hate it, definitely not as much as everyone else. The the worms and the maggots and flies and whatever else was uh, lighting up in the ring, a little weird. Didn't really exactly understand all that, but um, it, I mean it wasn't it wasn't the worst match I've ever seen. But to be the <laughs> to be the WWE Championship match, I guess it wasn't. Uh, yes, it definitely wasn't overwhelming. But I'm not uh, hating it as much as everybody else. Yeah, I strongly disliked it, and. This match, I feel like I'm sort of done with Bray Wyatt because really? I not not in terms of I just hate him because I don't, but I've always said I want this guy to do bigger and better things. I don't think I that's his stand fault. Up for him. I it's okay. It's weird. It's because it's like I want Bray Wyatt to finally be something important now, and then Daniel Bryan makes him look like a chump, and then Kane and Undertaker make him look like a chump, and now Orton just beats him at Mania in this match with a lot of nonsense and has a snake following him to the ring that looks like an effect out of a Mortal Kombat video game like the only I, old ones but I think that uh, Bray Bray should, should have definitely won the match I, I definitely think the match would have been much better if Bray retains the title because um, Randy doesn't necessarily need it but like you said yeah he, Bray loses and uh, the biggest problem with Bray's character in my opinion is he can't win a big match I mean when is the last time Bray has won a big match especially by himself he's always needed help to do things, and then what do they do on Tuesday? They give him help again. So, I don't know. Um, We're just caught in this endless cycle of, of him becoming his own character and getting some momentum and then him losing and then relinking with the Wyatt family. I think, we, I, I think he's so good, though. I think he's got so much potential to be one of the main guys for years and years to come in the company. I just don't know if people know how to put him in that position backstage. Yeah, I just don't know if a heel Bray Wyatt works. Like before he got injured, he was babyface Bray Wyatt. He teamed up with Roman Reigns once, and he's got this crazy 
physical charisma, not to draw any false equivalencies here, but you compare him to someone like Dusty Rhodes who just has this infectious energy, not in the same way, but he's just got this, like, he'll throw his entire body at you, like, he's gonna pick up a new one in the morning, just, there's this sort of energy about him, and I just don't think they're harnessing it correctly, and, uh, I don't know, even Orton thought the effects are stupid, he didn't, he didn't sell a bit of it, uh, just, I don't know, man, just, this is not a good situation for anybody. <laughs> But, anywho, alright, coming up next, we have the Universal Championship match. This was less than five minutes, but it was a match. Uh, Lesnar withstood four spears, including a spear through the security railing. Uh, Goldberg hit a jackhammer. Uh, Lesnar hit ten German suplexes, most of them in a row, and an F5, and he is now the new Universal Champion, and Goldberg is probably retiring. I absolutely love this match. I thought it was a great match for just four minutes and 47 seconds that it was. I enjoyed it. I think it had a little bit of everything. We saw only about five wrestling moves, and that's just enough for these two. Um, Brock Lesnar, you know, started hot early. Goldberg came back with a spear. Um, kind of put, no way, he's not going to do this again. Got the jackhammer, and Brock kicks out. Um, for for a 50-year-old Goldberg and um, for, for Brock Lesnar, they were... Um, you know, they, they were in a match in WrestleMania about 10 years ago that did not go well, and I thought this went much better. This was uh, a good culmination of them to come back 12 to 13 years later and um, put on a much better match. The crowd enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked everything about it. And did you see uh, Goldberg's promo at the end of Raw that he did um, on Raw Talk? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say retirement's in uh, a, a set-in-stone thing just yet for him. But he's definitely stepping away from the company for now. For now, yes. But never say never. As he That's true. Say. What is retired, yeah. right? Undertaker's right. been retiring for years now, even though he had his probably official retirement tonight. But I, yeah, I thought this was a great match. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, this was exactly what it needed to be. It was just a few minutes of these dudes running into each other as hard as they can. But Brock Lesnar wins because Goldberg either beats you in about a minute and a half or he doesn't beat you. It was a good story that they told. Right. And, uh... Honestly, this is exactly what it should have been. Um, I'm glad everybody's okay. I'm glad nothing went wrong. I don't mean that in a condescending way, but I just feel like they handled the feud correctly, and now they're going to build up a new challenger to face Lesnar. So, good work from everybody involved. <laughs> that was exciting. It had that big match feel, that uh, especially the championship match right before it didn't even have. So, fantastic stuff. Uh, we had the women's SmackDown uh, championship match in the death slot here. Uh, yeah. They got about five minutes, and uh, but Naomi won. Uh, with a submission, uh, Slayo mission, I think it was called, and so she is the champion. Uh, got that hometown win, so that was exciting, at least. Yeah, it was exciting, and, uh, but definitely the popcorn match at this point. I mean, this was a time to kind of regroup and like, all right, we got uh, Reigns and Undertaker coming up, but um, hey, they they didn't want to be on the pre-show, so they put them second to last, and uh, yeah, it worked out for Naomi, good for her in her hometown. Uh, it worked out, so yeah, I had I had no issues. This was just kind of a Kind of a filler, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, but uh, at least they have a new champion going forward. And at least Naomi is cleared to wrestle. So that's right. That's great news. <coughs> and we had the main event. It was a no holds barred match. Uh, it was Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. Jim Ross came out for commentary, and the commentary was strangely silent in WrestleMania. They said the absolute minimum amount of stuff. They put over Shane McMahon harder than they've ever put over anybody in terms of being a wrestler. <laughs> I have no idea why, but they they did. I know it's yeah, but they you do know why. And then yeah, but and then they were quiet for several minutes at a time throughout the show. And normally these guys don't shut up, so I was happy about it. But it was strange. And then Jim Ross comes out 
And they're all so happy he's there, and commentary immediately gets better. Yep. You Suddenly, see, everybody is enjoying themselves. You, you couldn't have said it better. He he immediately uh, stepped stepped down to the booth and uh, got on the mic, and commentary was just great. It was just like old times. He signed a contract with the company. I don't know how much work he's going to be doing uh, on announcing, but uh, he's still great, man. He just makes everything better, and he makes it feel like it's just a, a more important match when he's on the on the call. Yeah, he puts people over on commentary. It's crazy. It's a novel concept. <laughs> yeah. But then they had the match, and the match was not great. No, and it was interesting. I, it was sad. It was, and I think Undertaker realized the middle way through, or if he knew beforehand, he, he just, I don't think he can do it anymore. I think his body's not allowing him to do things that he once could. Um, and it almost just was kind of like the young Reigns beating up an old man for most of the fight, uh, most of the wrestling match. But it was uh, the, 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 the botch of the um, tube stone that, that Roman Reigns was trying to give the Undertaker that they tried mm-hmm. twice. After that, you knew it just this match isn't going to go well. Yeah, and it's Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is very good and very good at selling physicality, but he's not Shawn Michaels, and Undertaker wasn't the Undertaker that he was when he fought Shawn Michaels. So all the way around, I think it would be wise if this were his last match. Yeah. Um, uh, with all due respect, and it's been a phenomenal career. His career has been going on for longer than I have been alive. Arguably the best ever, I mean, yeah. WWE standpoint, yeah. One of the most iconic superstars ever. Uh, one of the most talented big men. Entertainment-wise and in the ring. Yeah, just all around. Just everything you could want in a performer. Really? So, man, if this is the last time we're going to see him, I will miss him myself. Uh, a lot of good memories, but at the same time, um, we're moving on. Yep, you know, moving business, on. Business keeps going, you know? <clears throat> yep, and uh, I I do think Roman Reigns, uh, we, we might as well just transition this right into Roman Reigns on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh he bene- he's definitely going to benefit, I think, from from defeating The Undertaker, and I love the heat that he's getting. It instantly makes me like Roman Reigns just a little bit more now because the crowd <laughs> the crowd on Monday night, my goodness, I don't think I've ever heard some of the chants that were being chanted towards Roman Reigns, and it was just, what, 10 straight minutes of booing and telling uh, telling him to F off and shut the F up and just... Things, things you don't usually hear on, on PG television. Thousands of people chanting it. And yeah. it was some of the meanest, nastiest chants you've ever heard in your life. Yep. And all he said was, this is my yard. And he turns around and walks away. Which was perfect. That was so good. And now I think everybody's going to like Roman Reigns. <laughs> yes. See? That's all it just, took was yeah. retiring The Undertaker. Right. How backwards is that? But uh, And that was perfect. That's the best Mike work Roman Reigns has done, I think, in his career. And uh, he's just going to be so much better with the Heat instead of trying to get over with the fans, it's gonna boost his character, and uh, I, I'm, I'm actually excited to see where this goes next and where Roman Reigns' uh, character goes next. Mm-hmm. They suggested a potential angle with Lesnar yep. uh, later on the show, although yep. Strowman came out and backed down from a fight, which was the only thing on the show I think I hated. Because it is Brock Lesnar. Braun, I, I know, but just have them start punching each other. So what if Brock gets the better of him? <laughs> then at least Strowman says, oh, I have to think about it. Don't have him back down. Kevin Owens, if you wanted someone to do that, Kevin Owens could go out there and then back down because that's who he is. But anywho, um, we don't know who Brock's facing quite yet. So right. uh, that could easily get better. But overall, this was an awesome show. And you got to see The Revival for, I think, the first time, right? Yep, that was my first time seeing The Revival. What would you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to see a lot more. I'm, I'm not... Uh, it's to me to uh, start liking uh, a wrestling uh, tag team, especially. I gotta just I gotta see more, but yeah, first impression was good. I have no issues with them. 
Um, but yeah, I like you know, as you know, I'm not an NXT guy. You've you've told me to watch these guys this, since we've been doing the podcast, yes. and I just haven't gotten around to it, and that's my fault. But uh, yeah, they're over. Everybody loves them, and uh, they're they're fun to watch so far. I'm excited to see what else they can do. Yeah, the New Day issued an open challenge, and they came out, pushed over their ice cream cart for no reason, and then beat them through teamwork, and they scouted Xavier Woods doing the roll, and then they hit him with a shatter machine, and then they broke Kofi Kingston's leg. <laughs> that was everything I could have ever wanted in their debut, just to beat up these characters who... And the New Day did fine as hosts of WrestleMania, by the way. Yeah, they did. I was concerned, but they did fine. Yeah, It no, was good. Yeah, no problems at all. Yeah, they didn't have any mistakes, but uh, they definitely jobbed to the revival on Monday. Yeah, and they're these. it's sort of one of those things where a team you love goes over and just wrecks a team you're getting sick of. It's just this perfect real-life and wrestling culmination, so wonderful moment there. But that might have been the high point of the show for me, but also we have another return too. So. Yeah, my that was my high point of the show. I was about to mention, first of all, I, I believe I've said this many times in this podcast. Anytime Vince McMahon is on the television screen, I just, I pop. This this guy, I, I wish Vince was on screen more. If we get him once a year, that's fine. But uh, when I was in Raw, I went to Raw in Detroit in the in the summer, and he, he was on TV. He came out, and it's probably the coolest moment I've ever had as a wrestling fan, and I don't know if it will top it. Undertake, seeing Undertaker in person, his entrance probably would have topped it, but I probably won't be able to see that anymore. Uh, so seeing Vince McMahon in person is great. He he immediately has the crowd, you know, eating out of the palm of his hand. They're chanting his theme song. Chanting his theme song, which is the best. His theme song is the best. Um, and then they he calls them all bloodthirsty for uh, cheering the the uh, demise of Stephanie McMahon. And uh, then we get Kurt Angle as the new Raw General Manager. That's pretty awesome. That is excellent. And Angle kept it very short and very sweet. Yep. And then he had a wonderful backstage segment. He had with, a few of them. With Enzo and Cass. Yeah, yeah, he had a few, but I really enjoyed um, Enzo and Cass because <laughs> yeah. it was so, it was Angle being a guy who. Oblivious. He, he's an old man who, yeah. who's, he's not with it anymore. <laughs> right. And they ask him how he's doing and actually answers, tells him they're spelling soft wrong. Nobody, is there anybody better at WWE comedy who isn't a complete joke character than Angle? <laughs> no, he, he gets it. He gets it. And you, he's believable because he does seem like he's kind of out of the loop. He hasn't been here in a while, so he, uh, yeah, he had some funny stuff. He was, I'm excited for him as well to uh, see what he can do in this general manager role. I'm sure you think he will do better than Mick Foley. Yeah, and yeah, mostly I'm just excited to see a guy who's generally managing the program who isn't either getting buried or that I'm supposed to hate. So I'd like to see someone who's just trying to make a good wrestling show and wants to see people wrestle. And he even let Sami Zayn get a win over Jinder Mahal. <laughs> So, which was I uh, wasn't sure what exactly that match meant, but yeah, Sami Zayn. They eliminated him pretty early in the, uh, uh, not pretty early, but they eliminated him like a fool in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and they didn't really have anything for him, so that might have been his consolation prize. But either way, good stuff. Jericho got attacked backstage by uh, Owens and Samoa Joe, and then they had a tag team main event. It was Seth Rollins, and he picked the best possible partner in the returning Finn Balor who is now back on WWE television, and I am hugely excited. Finn is back, and my goodness, I love his entrance. The song and just everything about his entrance is perfect. Um, but we still haven't seen a whole lot of Finn on, on main rosters, so uh, I'm, I'm still getting getting into uh, the, the Finn Balor stage, but uh, he definitely makes the show better. Yeah, his both of his entrances. He has his regular TV entrance, which is just him coming out in the leather jacket to that awesome theme song, and then he has the demon entrance, That's which awesome is too, very yeah. theatrical. So both of them are super good. 
so he's got a lot going for him. Great athlete. Uh, just hit that coup de gras, which might be my favorite WWE finishing move right now. Really? Just jumping off. Because of the name? And just stomping on somebody's <laughs> chest. Okay. It's so good. It looks like it hurts so badly. It's it's uh, it's, it's curb stomp adjacent. <laughs> adjacent to the curb stomp and we, we know that's no longer there so well, don't call him that or they'll make him <laughs> yeah. doing like a DDT for his finishing right, move or like something like everybody else yeah. yeah make him do the pedigree or something right. but anyway uh, very very good raw all the way around I'd say um, yeah it was really not was. not a perfect show but definitely the best post mania raw I might have ever seen it was just like I was so optimistic during the whole show and it seemed like yeah, even the Cesaro tag team match where they just murdered Enzo, even that was really good. And the crowd was so hot for Cesaro and Sheamus doing their own they little really chant were. to him. It was so cool. And it wasn't just the crowd. Well, at one point, Beach Balls, there were apparently 40 or so Beach Balls released in the Beach stands, Ball Mania, yeah. Which Neville denied the Red Arrow on account of that, which was funny. But, yeah, overall, just it seemed like the crowd wanted to enjoy wrestling. They weren't there just to hijack the show. So... And they're, 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 we've had that problem with the post-Mania Raw crowds in the past, but, yeah, they were into it. They were. They were perfect. And like you said, yeah, it's good when they're not just completely taking over the show where we can't even get any of storyline to be told. But, no, they were, they were a good mix of just hyped up and uh, let the show go. Yeah, definitely. We got another uh, Hardy Boys victory over the club, solidifying their status as the tag team champs. Haven't seen too much from them yet, but there's still a lot of potential to work. And, uh, yeah, that was basically the show. So, very, very good Raw. SmackDown was also very good. Um, not nearly as good as Raw was, however. Might have been one of the first times I've said that here. But <laughs> No, it wasn't as good as Raw. And uh, it was good at times. It had a lot of good moments, but it didn't further really any storylines, in my opinion. I, don't, I didn't really see any... Uh, future, uh, you know, things we're going to see. We, I, I still have no idea where the SmackDown card is going. I guess, do they even know who's going to be on SmackDown next week because of the, the, the Superstar Shake-Up, which we haven't talked about yet. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be a Superstar Shake-Up, so I guess people from Raw are going to be on SmackDown now, and people from SmackDown are going to be going to Raw. I don't know if this is permanent. Vince really didn't tell us anything. <laughs> yeah, we really don't know much about yeah. this. I'm assuming this is uh, a draft light. It's just a draft with only like a, a few like a people. Miller Lite draft? Miller, or? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that what I was going for. But this is, um, yeah, a Miller Lite draft. It's going to be a draft, but I don't think everybody's going to get moved around. Uh, maybe one or two important players. Uh, maybe Reigns and Styles will switch places. Wow. Uh, well, actually, probably not That'd now, be pretty big. Yeah, maybe a few important people or a few non-essentials. They might shift Sammy to SmackDown or something, but I'm not foreseeing a complete changeup of the rosters until at least summer. So... But, but they did. There was uh, there were some uh, some NXT people called up here. Yes, I was very excited. We had Shinsuke Nakamura, who is now on the SmackDown roster. He did his entrance and nothing else, and the crowd loved it. They did love it. I, I wanted to see something else. As as a guy that I don't really know a whole lot about Shinsuke, I know he's awesome, and I know that uh, his entrance is a big deal. But I've never really seen him work, uh, and I was like, okay, are we going to see a match? And nothing. So nope. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like, okay, well, I want to see what this guy can do on the main roster, and I guess I'm going to have to wait a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the intro and the uh, the theme song, the, the violinist, and just everything about it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and if The Miz is going to feud with them, I'm very excited to see how that goes. Shinsuke is going to murder that poor guy. <laughs> but uh, I, I hope that's where they're going, because if they're not going there, I have no idea what that did for Miz 
and Maurice when they they the crowd was loving the Miz and all of a sudden it just bang here comes Shinsuke Nakamura. I hope that's where they're going with the storyline because if not, that made no sense. Yeah, <laughs> at least we get the Miz being a face now, essentially, which is a lot of fun because he has no redeeming qualities, but he's right about everything. <laughs> so it's an interesting character that they did. They also called up Ty Dillinger, who answered Kurt Hawkins' open challenge. Uh, perfect 10, Ty Dillinger. The crowd loved it. I loved it. Uh, Ty Dillinger has been in developmental for 11 years. Really? He was in every iteration of it from OVW to WWE, ECW to um, uh, it was FCW, I think it was before NXT. He has been in every one, and he's finally made it the main roster after all this time. That's so, pretty crazy. I didn't. How old of a guy is he then? You he's think? in his thirties. Okay. I mean, I think this would have been a little more uh, of a special moment if we didn't have just seen him in the Royal Rumble. So I, but. Oh, come on. That was the best part of the Royal Rumble, though, arguably. Really? The crowd was into it the most. They that were. Was, yeah. I don't know if it was the best part, but... Um, yeah, that might have been an exaggeration <laughs> on my part, but... Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, that was cool. I, I don't know much uh, about him, but th- that story is... is uh, they need to tell that story. They need to let us know about that. That gives him some, uh, some depth. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things about NXT. Not only did he get to improve his in-ring work, but he was a heel... And then he turned face uh, because the crowd just started to love his 10 gimmick because he's the perfect 10, but he lost all the time, and then the crowd started to like him. And then they focused more on he's this guy who he can do nothing but lose. Like, WWE's favorite story is he's a lovable loser, and it's the one they've told with everybody. It's the one they're currently telling with Sami Zayn. But he is that character, but hopefully he turns into a winner uh, here at some point, and hopefully they have a plan for him. Let's hope so, yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, Corbin and Ambrose had a much, much better match. <laughs> they did, yeah. They, this this was the fight that should have been uh, at WrestleMania, and I don't know exactly why they didn't put it there, but I'm confused We'll myself. never find out. But Anywho, uh, then we had a uh, women's rematch, uh, just a one-on-one victory um, for Naomi, which I liked. So exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, yeah it's just, it made sense to me. It was uh, like, I just want to, I don't even want to like, argue about it or, or wonder about it. I just want to say, hey, good job. That's exactly what you should have done there. Nice nice work on your wrestling show. That's what I want to say. <laughs> nice work on your wrestling show. That should that, that should be our motto. Of, that should be on a t-shirt bucket. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and then we had a uh, tag match for the end of SmackDown. Uh, and Eric Rowan is now back. Eric Rowan is back, yes. He'd, uh, he's he's here to help Bray Wyatt because I I just just Bray Wyatt cannot do it on his own <laughs> because Bray Wyatt can't help himself <laughs> right. But man, I mean I love how Luke Harper's turned. Uh, I don't know how Randy Orton as champion is gonna go. I, I feel like just him being world champion is just so we're so used to it because it's happened so we've much. Seen it Thirteen times, fourteen times. Yeah, but. Goodness gracious, I hope he works with somebody else soon. I'm sick of this feud. This has been going on since SmackDown Live started. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm saying I don't feel like SmackDown really went anywhere. I don't think, uh, other than the debuts of the NXT guys, it really didn't have much. I mean, I, I, I just didn't further any feuds. It didn't tell us what's going to be happening next week. I don't know. I, I just, I I didn't really uh, like the, uh, the, Raw, or the SmackDown after... WrestleMania, but um, as a main roster guy, I'm excited to see how these uh, NXT guys uh, do up up on the main roster because you can be great in NXT or you can be great in the Indies, but until you're on Raw or SmackDown, uh, that's that's when the big time happens because that's when people are watching. True, unfortunately, uh, 
the main roster isn't quite as kind to performers uh, as in the as NXT is. Um, there's not quite the same level of consideration for how we should be using talent or who should be where. But you're right. Uh, not every performer can cut it there. And it's the big it's, leagues, man. It's a very different series of requirements, and that's one of the biggest arguments ever from people who uh, lean away from WWE in terms of like wrestling purity. Like, And I understand that argument a lot, especially having watched more NXT and watched more independent stuff. But at the same time, it is a proving ground, you know, like that's how you become a superstar like John Cena is having to fill that same role and which is a very, very specific set of skills. So I am looking forward to seeing how all these guys do. I hope they let the revival wrestle these complex, nuanced matches and just beat people up and and knock everybody's ice cream carts. And I'm just so happy to see him, man. I can't emphasize that (laughs) enough. I was so sick of the New Day. They did great at WrestleMania. The Final Fantasy thing was funny. Michael Cole pretending to know what Final Fantasy was was even funnier than that. Oh, jeez. Because he had 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 no no clue. clue. He had no clue. Somebody wrote that down for him on a paper, I think, before the show started. But it was... I think Graves was like, you would know, Cole, right? (laughs) Yeah, he was making fun of him. And then he tried to defend himself. But, yeah, it's I was so sick of him. And now this new team shows up. And they're dangerous, and they're hungry, and they want it. So it's just so much optimism right now. I can't wait for next week to wreck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we'll go back to just hating everything that happens on television. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where the shakeup goes. How, how big of a deal that is. Do these new superstars that debuted on SmackDown do they go over to Raw? Um, there's just a lot of question marks. Yeah, be interested to see who moves where and who's doing exactly what. But overall, solid WrestleMania uh, sort of fell off towards the end a little bit. But very, very good wrestling. Um, lots of really, really good moments uh, that were genuine and lots of exciting returns and lots of new acquisitions. And just overall, I mean, and WWE stepped up its game. And yeah. I, I didn't feel they did last year, but I feel like they finally got the WrestleMania that they always tell us they're going to have. Right. And they didn't, and it was a great show, and they didn't need the legends of the the business. They didn't need The Rock. They didn't need Stone Cold. I was shocked nobody showed up. I know. There were there was no Hulk Hogan, which is probably going to take a, a, a while longer for <laughs> well, him to come back. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this is, I think, believe this is the first WrestleMania in about five years we didn't see The Rock. So, uh, and, and it was still a great show. So, that, that shows uh, we're, we're headed in the right direction here. Yeah. So overall, solid product. We'll be back next week to cover the Superstar Shake-Up, whatever that might entail. So I am Grant LeFay for Jamison Galloway. This is Ringmasters. Peace out, Marks. Guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.